beautiful is your Audio Beauty Brunch Table? A source for conversations on all things skincare, makeup, fashion, styling, health and wellness, and general female fun. Brought to you by two women with over 20 years of friendship. So grab your girlfriends, pour a mimosa, and let's get boldly beautiful. Hey guys, welcome back to Boldly Beautiful. I'm Jen Singletary. And I'm Candace Alexander. And we are here with another exciting episode on a Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. We're so fresh. We are. We can never record on any other day but Monday from no, now on. I know. This I feel like it even sets my week up perfectly. Yeah. Like I get excited. Mm-hmm. I love when we hear from listeners and we get to talk to them. I feel like I'm at work without actually having to yes. change out my pajamas. Although I'm in my well, signature black scrubs. You are in your signature <laughs> black scrubs. I'm in my cozy sweater and leggings. I like it. And we are in the closet. And we're in the closet closet conversations we're <laughs> gonna create our own hashtag for podcast episodes it's hashtag gonna call, be called closet conversations closet conversations yes i like it i love it too although i also love how we don't have to wear makeup or yes. like do our hair i did put lashes on this morning though, i did you I do feel, they look fantastic i feel like i'm dead without lashes i i used your um magnetic eyelash trick from your facebook group <gasps> you did i did Ooh, shout out to the facebook group yes tell people real quick where to find you okay so alexander personal image styling has a facebook group uh-huh and I have been posting a very rare, I hardly ever do them, even though people ask me for them all the time, makeup tutorials yep. and other trainings. Um, we are going to be doing, at the end of March, a personal branding 101 course, awesome. free live course every single day starting uh, the last week in March. It's going to be free? For real? It's going to be free. Nice. Yes. I didn't know that. No, I'm it's going to be free. Yeah. Yes. It's going to be through Facebook Live, and there is going to be all kinds of information coming out very, very soon about the dates and the times on all of that. But you need to be in the Facebook group to find out more about it. So yeah. everybody go and join the group. And then you can also find the video where she teaches you how to make magnetic eyelashes work for you. Because yes. I am like eyelash queen. I love my lashes. But even I was having some difficulties um, putting on magnetic lashes. Like they were driving me crazy. Mm-hmm. So thank you for your super stellar tips. Yay. Yay. So you found, you, found it, you found it really helpful? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I didn't throw away this pair like I did my last pair. <laughs> right. I was like, these are trash. These are trash. Get rid of these. Yes. This so, was a waste of money. <laughs> turns out it was operator error and not yeah. so much the magnetic lashes yeah. themselves. Although I will go on record and say the magnetic liner, I hate. Like, I will never do the magnetic liner with lashes. So I discovered a new company. Yeah. That, is it the mascara? That's what they specialize in. They have the mascara and they have the liner. Uh-huh. I think the mascara still seems to work better from the like videos that mm-hmm. I've seen. But yes. Okay. It, it we'll kind of made me that. like open my mind back up to it. Well, it, it might just be... I have not found a liner. I'll, I'll be excited to try some other ones, but so far I've tried a couple different brands and you have to put it on so thick to get it to work so 
The one that we tried was mm-hmm. cream based. Theirs is liquid base, uh-huh. which I think goes on smoother, smoother, and with a thickness that still keeps the magnets strong, but in a way that looks more natural than gotcha. piling on like a thick cream like you said almost halloween makeup yes, type cream it did feel like halloween which is not what people want especially for like a day look yeah so that's why when they said i was really skeptical until they said they had mascara and then i went and saw their tutorial videos and the mascara made a lot of sense yeah I have you're seen the mascara one. Even just to do the strip magnets, you're having to coat your lashes pretty good in mascara because that's what holds them on so that then you can clip them together with right. the magnets. Um, so you're having to do that no matter which product you use. Right. So if the mascara itself is the actual magnet, right. that takes one of your steps out. Yeah. So that made sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. I like um, that. Very cool. So today we are actually going to be um, talking about a topic that was brought to us once again by a listener. We love listener Yay. questions and comments. So keep those coming. Everybody go to, I have been accepting um, suggestions through the Alexander Personal Image Styling Facebook group. And you can also email us at bbpodcast at thebeautyclinic.com. And that address is in the show notes. And then can we go ahead and announce that we're doing another Facebook group? <gasps> Let's not yet. Let's keep that <gasps> as surprise. Okay, fine. That's so mean. <laughs> well, go- I'll let you I'll let you make the announcement. Go for it. So, we are going to have a spa Facebook group that is for my business, Five Elements Aesthetics and Makeup Studio, Jennifer's business, V Skin and Beauty Clinic, mm-hmm. and then our third partner in crime, Ina Oxkinchuk, who owns Divine Therapeutic Massage. All of our businesses are together in the same location in Springfield, Missouri, and we are going to have a Facebook group that is for all three of those companies, and we'll be sharing, just like I share a lot of free t- tips and tricks and trainings in the Apis Facebook group, we're going to be doing the same thing for skincare, both medical and holistic, for body care work, uh-huh. um, what our product lines are and tips that come out of those. Tutorials on how to use some of our specific skincare yes. stuff because we get a lot of questions from our clients on when and how often and which product is good for what. So. Yes. It'll be an excellent, think of it as your resource library of all things related to makeup, skincare, body work, um, all of those things to kind of help you manage being your beautiful selves. Yeah. Yeah. So. And it might kind of just double as the Facebook group for the podcast too, yeah. for the time being, because we'll be sharing a lot of little like kind of some bonuses and some extras um, for the show and some maybe behind the scenes stuff. We've been talking about doing some TikToks. Yep. That means we have to put on makeup though. I think our people (laughs) would appreciate, like I was just about to suggest we should do some live Facebook videos when we do our podcast recordings. I was thinking about that too. That would be so much fun because they'd also get a sneak peek at our topics Yes. since we record early and then schedule it yeah. out. So you guys would get first dibs on the latest and greatest 
podcast info. But then also, you get to see how much fun we have in Candace's closet. It's pretty fun. Yeah. And I don't feel like we'd have to be made up for that. Be made I, up. I feel like our tribe would understand this. Yes. Yeah. In our- <laughs> Just rolled out right. of bed. Piled up hair. <laughs> yes. All the good stuff. So Love it. Maybe drop us a line and let us know if you'd be game for that. That'd be kind of fun, I feel like. Very cool. Okay. So. Okay. So this question was from Katie. And she said, as my skin changed completely at 25 and then being diagnosed with rosacea at 30, I would really like to know more about the best skincare products and skincare steps for sensitive skin. Also tips for covering up red skin and blemishes without caking on makeup. Sure. Love it. Yes. Um, So I will kind of address a couple of things first from more of a medical standpoint. Um, so rosacea, rosacea is a beast all its own. And there's actually several different types of rosacea. Um, we'll talk about more the rosacea that I think she's talking about, um, in her message during today's podcast, um, which is just that classic redness in the cheek area. Mm -hmm. It looks like you're flushed all the time. It can kind of, um, make those broken blood vessels super apparent. It can make your skin super sensitive to any kind of skincare ingredients or regimen or environmental um, factors. But I just want to quickly gloss over that there's also an acne subtype called acne rosacea and rosacea can actually show up. In fact, I've seen two clients in the past two weeks that had this um, show up like acne. So mm-hmm. the acne all of a sudden just kind of pops up out of nowhere and it's usually localized in the cheek area. And one of the re- one of the ways that you can kind of tell it's an acne subtype 2 rosacea called acne rosacea um, is that it flares up after you eat spicy food after you consume alcohol mm-hmm. and or after being exposed in a super hot environment, hot and humid, like a really long hot shower. If yep. you notice that your cheeks are just super inflamed and you've got those pustules. So, and it's most apparent um, in your 30s and 40s. People start to see it um, just out of nowhere, late 20s, but mostly 30s. And then some even see it for the first time in their 40s. But they come to me because they think they have acne. And what it actually is, is it's a subtype of rosacea. Right. So with all that being said, we're going to kind of come back to more of that classic rosacea um, with the redness in the cheeks and the sensitive skin. And I am going to go out there and say that more and more research is pointing to it being an autoimmune tied to gut health issue. So as we know, skin is your largest organ. It's often the thing that will manifest any kind of illnesses first if you're super attuned and paying attention to what it's doing. And um, a lot of times we're finding that you have some sort of intolerance. Um, A lot of times it's grain based, Mm -hmm. but it can be other things. It could be dairy. It could be sugar. It could be, you know, chemicals of other sorts. Yeah. 
but we're finding more and more that taking care of what's going on in your gut by cleaning up your diet, adding a probiotic, adding some good supplements tends to help reduce those rosacea um, breakouts. And then you can do some skincare things that can just help calm the redness down and calm your skin down. So um, bromelain, which is found in papaya and pineapple enzymes, um, or pineapple, the fruit, closer to the skin though, so you're not going to get it quite as much from eating pineapple. But It's um, like an enzyme that's actually extracted from from the the skin. skin, The inside Mm -hmm. of that skin. Yeah. Um, And papaya is very similar, but that has been found to be highly anti-inflammatory and helps really calm down that redness. And then as you use in your practice a lot, green tea yep. is really soothing. And green calms tea the, and chamomile. Yep. Calms the skin down. So between those ingredients, like I have a papaya, pineapple, and aloe mask that is kind of the base now for most of my basic treatments when there's a mask involved. And I pick that because it is pretty calming. Right. Um, but that combined with kind of looking at your dietary habits, maybe keeping a journal and noticing, you know, a food journal yeah. when your your days where you Track feel like flare ups. Yep. Where it's more apparent what did I eat in the past twelve hours and how quickly did it go away. Mm-hmm. But so far it's mostly things like spicy foods and alcohol and then grains. And Anything that really starts to um flare up the circulatory system mm-hmm. because and you're pumping the blood through those capillaries. Right. It's going to, sh- they're going to show up um, and it's going to flare up that redness. And it's such a hard balance um, just as skincare professionals too, because there are plenty of times where you want to boost that circulation, right? Because you're, right. you're really bringing that blood flow to that living skin cell layer and that, so that, that you get the good capillary turnover. bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to, it's like a river feeding farmland, right? right? You've got to have that flow for that crop to really grow and thrive. Um, so you do want that, but it has to be in an, in an anti-inflammatory way. Yeah. And that's really what kills us when it comes to dealing with patients or clients that have the rosacea because they are triggered. Their inflammatory system is triggered so easily by other ingredients. You just have to kind of work with them one-on-one and find out, um, what is safe for their skin and what their skin responds to. Just like everybody's food triggers are a little bit different. Right. You know, you can't handle grain or gluten. Mm-hmm. You know, mine, I'm fine with grain and, and gluten, but I'm finding dairy is harder on my system yep. than that. So everyone's a little bit different. And I think this also speaks to when you find a skin therapist that you trust, stick with them. Even when you like aren't quite sure, um, you haven't pinpointed everything. If you trust that practitioner, then let them work with you because it's going to take a little bit of trial and error. Yeah. So, and don't product hop. Right. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. Yes. Product hop. Yep. We have dealt over the years with a handful of people that we 
clearly see the sensitivity mm-hmm. in their skin. We clearly see that they are having an inflammation issue that is both systemic and topical to the skin. There needs to be an elimination diet done. There needs to be bringing their body to a homeostasis where it can heal themselves. But they become so almost addicted to the idea of finding the new hot thing Mm -hmm. that's going to, you know, cure them. Which, and by maybe the way, is most of the time them. a marketing gimmick anyway. True, true. They're also being swayed by every marketing you know, gimmick that's coming out from every product. Mm-hmm. And they're not just finding a system and sticking with the system. And letting us make the adjustments if we need to. And letting the professionals make the adjustments, right, when needed. And really letting their body respond properly to see if something actually works or not. Because sometimes it can take six to eight weeks for your body to basically turn around the ship of an issue. Right. You know? Right. You can't turn a cruise ship around no. on a dime in 2.5 minutes. Right. right. But when they don't see the results within like two days or two weeks, mm-hmm. they're on to the next thing and on right. to the next thing. And then wonder why it never gets better right. long term. You've got to find a product line and a practitioner that you trust and that you're seeing results with. And then no matter what, you got to kind of stay the course and really see because only time will tell what's actually working mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. Um, because we're sometimes talking about undoing years worth of toxicity and it will equally take a long amount of time to undo mm-hmm. all of that damage yep and to clean that system out i'd say unless you go to a practitioner that you either don't mesh with on a personal level or there's something about their practice that you feel like is unethical or unsafe or mm-hmm. unsanitary i'd say give a practitioner a good three to four months to work with your skin before yeah. deciding that that practitioner or his or her recommendations are not for you yeah. because you you fully need that time to really adjust for your skin to adjust and trust that person if right. you're if you trust them enough to work on your face and touch your skin and and do those things and you know you've put that trust in them and you've you've paid them and you're you're trusting them with your resources then yeah. fully trust them right um, and give them the opportunity to really make a difference in your skin. And we're not saying it'll be zero to a hundred percent in that three or four months time, but that'll at least give you enough time to see, is there an improvement? Yeah. Are we getting better? Mm-hmm. Whereas before I was either getting worse or just staying the same. Right. So. No, that's very good. And from the holistic side, we would basically say the same thing. Rosacea is yeah. kind of one of those things that the two worlds have come together on because it's clearly an inflammation issue mm-hmm. in the body that's showing up on the skin. Yep. And it takes both a combined protocol, treatment protocol of internal work 
and topical work yep. to clear. And we kind of see eye to eye on what the products are that, yes, it's a lot of tropical fruit enzymes. Um, mm-hmm. Pumpkin is very big. Pumpkin shows up a lot in rosacea mm-hmm. lines because it's very calming. Turmeric um, is a great turmeric, anti-inflammatory. Turmeric is excellent. I've been known to create masks for some of my rosacea clients over the years where I just take turmeric and you know yam root and pumpkin and green tea and kind of blend that all together mm-hmm. with like a white clay base or something really really or a gentle enzyme cream and that's the mask right that i i try to use whole food based nutrition on them because you just get the best kind of calming from that and then we also have been known to do things like cold stone massage Mm -hmm. um so that you're getting that you're you're getting all of the lymph and the blood flow (coughs) like moving out but Mm -hmm. still in a way that it's not flaring it up it's actually calming it down because you're using the um you know we use stones that have been kept in a freezer so that they hold their temperature. You even have a little rolly. You have a mm-hmm. rolly ball. Are you crying right now? <laughs> I, Is this getting you emotional? <laughs> no, I just, just feel like I'm about, I'm holding back the coughs. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you just thought that no, this I think... discussion was so beautiful. It was bringing you to tears. <laughs> Although it is all of those things. I also think I swallowed some coffee down the wrong, oh, no. <laughs> wrong pipe. So, you know, a little aspiration going on here. <laughs> Nothing to see here, folks. Nothing, Nothing to, to see. see. I'm just choking to death. It's Siri, fine. Siri even chimed in I know, earlier. <laughs> we had an uninvited guest. Well, we did. That bitch shows up everywhere. <laughs> Why does it just trigger it every once in a while? It's I think, creepy. I, what I, did we say that I made her go, know. oh, are you talking to me? Yeah. Are you talking exactly. to me right now? Right. My Google ha- assistant will do that from time to time. We have Alexis all through our, our house, and every now and then she'll just pop up and say something random, and we're it's like, a, stop listening stop to our conversation. Yes. But anyway. Creepy technology sorry. ghost. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, we hope that answers your questions and kind of. Oh, we were supposed you... to talk about makeup. Oh, makeup. Well, yeah. that's your wheel. This one's easy. This yes. one's easy. So, covering up redness when you are in the middle of your rosacea fight and, you know, you have to go out into the world, um, this is what color correctors are for. A lot of people see the color correctors. There is um, yellow, green, um, kind of like a lilac y. Per- purple, and then orange. Um, Those are the four basic color correctors. And they go um, around the primer step, either before or after. It's just kind of a personal preference. We'll go into that into a makeup tutorial someday. But um, they're kept with the primers, and that's why. Some people think they are primers. They're not. They have their own separate... um, Function. function. But it's because um, in color theory, which is what we use a lot for makeup practices, um, colors counteract other colors, meaning they, they cancel them out and cover them better. So if you are dealing with high, high levels of redness, it is usually not enough just to put a foundation and a concealer and a little powder over it. That redness is still going to pop back through because the natural flesh tones did not actually cancel it out right. on the color wheel. It's like trying to put one coat of paint over a red wall. Right. 
like it's going to pop through. You have to do some others on top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And just covering it with more foundation is not doing it. So you end up, so, so the answer is don't keep putting on foundation and caking the makeup on. You go and get the color corrector that counteracts it, which green counteracts red. Think Christmas. Think Christmas. Yep. Yep. Redness, your green goes over your red and they cancel each other out and it's going to bring your skin to more of a neutral tone so that then when you put your thin, regular, as you're supposed to, layer of your concealer and your foundation over, you get better coverage. Awesome. And um, I will be doing makeup tutorials about color correctors coming up in the um, Alexander Personal Image Styling Facebook group. Um, And we might also share that same tutorial on the spa one too, because there's going to be, makeup's going to be the one crossover service between those two Facebook groups. So there's going to be some, some repetition there, but people love seeing things over and over and over again, because these techniques sometimes take some some time and some practice. So I'll talk about the actual application of those, but for people who are comfortable applying primer and color correctors, go ahead and get your green, go to your makeup store of choice, get your green color corrector. Sometimes it's a cream-based, sometimes it's a water-based, it's just your personal preference, but you apply that over where you have redness, blend it down, and then you put on your concealer and your foundation. Love it. And it's going to get you better coverage with less caking. So perfect. All right. Now have we covered all the topics? I think we covered everything. (laughs) I think we can go bye-bye. That is my biggest like flaw probably when it comes I'm always so excited about whatever we're talking about. And then when we're done, I'm like, okay, thanks. Bye. (laughs) I do that in clinic too. Like I had a client the other day that I'm going to have to call and be like, I'm so sorry. We talked about this in your service. And then we got to talking after his service and I completely forgot about that aspect of what she was wanting. You did not answer her question? No, I didn't. And I've been feeling the extreme guilt. It's not just about the thoughts in your head, (laughs) Jennifer. All of us have thoughts. I know. I know. (laughs) There's just not enough room to keep it all up there sometimes. It's true. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Look for another new episode next Monday. And we love hanging out with you. Drop us any thoughts, questions, or concerns to bbpodcast at vbeautyclinic.com. Or you can always visit the Alexander Personal Image Styling Facebook group and drop a message or a comment in there. All right. That's good. Thanks, guys. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Hey, guys. Candace Alexander here. And did you know that your image starts conveying a message about you before you even open your mouth? With most of us competing in oversaturated industries in our careers, it is more important than ever that we cultivate a personal image that will garner trust and set ourselves apart from the competition. But don't let this overwhelm you, because now there is a community here to help. I would like to invite you to join the Alexander Personal Image Styling Facebook group. Here, myself and members of my team will be sharing tips and hosting trainings on all things personal branding to help your image do most of the work to convey your message. Just click on the link in the show notes and get started on creating your best image today.